welcome to Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 37, recorded September 13th, 2018. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're gonna go over some of the rest of the summer's movies. It's been a weird summer. We've we've, we've talked about some of the big stuff that that came out, you know, up up front, and and some of the others since. It's it's been a weird mishmash of what the heck ever since. Neither of us has seen everything. We've both seen something. There's some we've both seen. We're uh, we're we're just gonna do our usual ramble bit on uh, on some of those. Yeah, so this, like Tim said, it was kind of a, it was an all right summer. It wasn't a, I don't know, I guess, I guess the uh, the the films that were coming out just didn't quite compel me to go to the theater too much, but there there was a good hand, handful of movies that I did see and really enjoyed. So we'll, we'll talk about those. Um, so one movie that we're sorry we didn't make a whole podcast about is Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, because we usually are pretty good about covering the Marvel movies, but for whatever reason, we didn't get a chance to make a full episode on this one. So, sorry about that. Um, we like the movie. Yeah. Um, we, oh, yeah. We, I think it's setting up quite a lot for Infinity War, despite taking place before it. But that remains to be seen. Those are, That's my own thoughts. Yeah, or kind of alongside it. Yeah. And even then, I'm, like, not even 100% in my own theories. But... Mm, We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a great time watching it. I, I was smiling pretty much for the for the entire duration. But it does kind of boil down to a, a lot of you know, clever visuals and, and witty banter. As far as the, the storytelling and the character development, I didn't think it was really that great a movie. Marvel, you know, especially Marvel, has, has done better in that department in some of their other movies. I didn't get nearly as much of that out of this one. There, there are some good character moments here, but they don't mm-hmm. really give us anything new. It's like we, we kind of already know who uh, you know, Scott Lang is and, and how much he loves his little girl. And Yeah, well, we get a lot about the Wasp, I think. Yeah, like the Wasp. Well, like yeah, the, some. And her, and her family. I think there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a fair amount there, but that isn't, they aren't like 100% the focus. I mean, like the, the Ant-Man is, the, is our Avenger guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and that's 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 fair. So I mean, yeah, it's it's not their best, but it was a lot of fun. It's interesting because I think before Ragnarok, Ant Man may have been the most fun Marvel movie. Um, mm. Maybe. Oh no, it Guards of the Galaxy. That yeah, was yeah. But I mean, Ant Man was up there. Um, this one was still pretty fun. Um, if you're if you're gonna put like on a scale of like you know fun to serious. Um, with the the Thor movies on the too far on the serious scale, <laughs> except for Ragnarok, um, maybe it's uh, a guess. In like, and, and this is still very fun. It's still a good time. Um, it's kind of odd because of the way that Infinity War ends. It kind of makes you not care that much, <laughs> but it's still a good time to be had. And so I think that's the important thing about it. So if for some reason you didn't go and see it, it, it it's still worth seeing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've 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 heard others advocating that. Yeah, out of all the Marvel movies, these are worth seeing in 3D for some of those visuals. I could maybe see that. I didn't see it in 3D. And I didn't, I didn't 3D feel very I, bothered by it. But <laughs> Actually, well, I mean, I, I imagine it was an option for me, at, at least somewhere. I just don't remember it being really promoted to do that. But I, I could see that how, how that would work. 
because of the the small scale of things that would make things more interesting. I bet the ants look really cool when they're in three D. <laughs> yeah, and there is there is their fair share of large ants in this movie. So uh, the uh, the giant bug aficionado in me was very happy to see that. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Usually played to great comic effect. It was, it was mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. Well, so, at one point, at one point, don't they watch them? At one point, in uh, yeah, they, they watch they yeah. watch, or, or or maybe it's the the giant. Oh, there's a giant caterpillar movie. Maybe that's what they were watching instead. Um, it oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like something stupid, like it came to challenge the world or something, or like the monster that challenged <laughs> the world. It's like, like maybe that, or maybe it was them. I don't know. I, I, I think it was them. Okay, as much as I love the giant bug movies, I do. They do all kind of look alike. They so, really do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yep. Yeah, recommend. See. Yeah. So another another fun kind of like Sunday afternoon movie uh, that we also saw was Ocean's Eight, which is if you've seen any ocean movie, it's very much the same. Yeah, you've basically seen this one, except this yeah. has a nearly all female cast, and it's yeah okay. These these are yeah. all really talented capable individuals and that's that's fine i mean it's funny yeah like, yeah i mean I, I i enjoyed it i had a good time watching it i have similar issues with this to the uh the ghostbusters reboot from a couple of years ago yeah oh, and, yeah? yeah yeah well a, a little bit just because the writing isn't as sharp that and that's that's nothing to do with the cast it's mm-hmm. It's it's not as good as what came before. I, I uh, just just by virtue of this isn't being it's it's not quite as new. It, it mm-hmm. I, I didn't have all the same problems, and and we we talked at some length about you know about Ghostbusters. I think it's a different thing because it's like there's thirty years between the uh, between yeah. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters. Um, this one I think is like it's not as good as Ocean's Eleven. Oh no! But no, I would say no. I would say it's better than Ocean's Twelve, um, and I'd say it's about as good as Ocean's Thirteen, which I which I enjoyed. So like, and that that's all it needed to be. Like, um, it's a fun little heist movie. Maybe it's not as sharp, perhaps. I mean, like, perhaps I'm not. I wasn't actually like kind of evaluating in that sense. I think I was just like, am I enjoying this? Does this story make sense? Is this too much like the other movies? Um, and it might be a little too much like the other Yeah, a, a little. That, that, that's what I was looking for. So I'm not saying you're wrong about any of that stuff. But yeah, I thought it was very enjoyable. I thought everyone in it was actually very funny. There could have been more Kate Blanchett, but before we were recording, Tim admitted that there can always be more Kate Blanchett. So. <laughs> I stand by that. There yeah. can always be more Kate Blanchett. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it. It's not a strong recommendation from me, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's it's a good time. Don't don't expect the world out of it. Uh, it's like I said, it's a Sunday afternoon movie. Yeah, like, yeah. That's it's an all right it's an all all right way to spend your time. Not going to change your life, but still enjoyable. That's all it needs to be. Yeah. Um, to, how do you like? I don't know if it was quite as good as Logan Lucky, um, which was essentially Ocean Seven Eleven. <laughs> they even heard yeah. of it as that movie. I don't know if it's a, it's not as much fun as that, but it's still pretty fun. See, I think I actually liked this one better. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just is Logan it Channing Lucky, Tatum? No, no, it's 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 not Channing Tatum. Oh, that, okay. That one that one just felt I don't know like 
like it had lost a, a lot of the the sheen and and polish of of something like Ocean's Eleven, while being <clears throat> basically the same thing. I I don't we 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 talked about that one on the show. Yeah, we, we talked about that last, last summer actually. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean the 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 two most amusing things about the the movie to me, the two most entertaining things were Daniel Craig being you know, just so completely different. He's he's got range. He's got chops. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then hearing Adam Driver say cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Adam Driver. Um, well, kind of, well, I'll explain why I feel bad for Adam Driver a little bit later. Um, for for it's weird reasons why I feel bad for Adam Driver. It's not like I think he's bad or anything, but anyway. Okay, that's interesting because I, I I really liked Logan Lucky. Um, I think it's the uh, the sheen, dirty grittiness of it. Oh, not di- it's not gritty. It's the, that's the wrong word. But the the sheen being lost makes a lot of sense because of its some um, West Virginia yeah down home kind of stuff. Um, so that 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 really that that tracks for me. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it detracts either so i get i get what you're saying um anyway uh i don't know if this was quite as good as that um but i had a lot of fun uh tim had a lot of fun so if when it comes out on dvd and you're like hey it's sunday afternoon i should watch that movie yeah oceans eight is a good candidate so that's about where we've uh we've ended up for movies that we've both seen but there there are other things that we have seen between us so mm-hmm. Let's see. What else have I seen? I saw Disney's Christopher Robin, which I was interested in. I just it kind of came and went like near me, so I didn't get a, get a chance to go see it. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it. It's it's a good little piece, and I I fault the marketing more than anything here because it's not really for the kids. There's nothing objectionable in it mm-hmm. at all, really. But it's it's the the message and what the movie's saying isn't really for the kids it's it's more for the 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 lost inner child in the adults it's it, it, i think what you're saying is that like it's a movie that uh children won't necessarily understand at first but uh well understands we're not quite the right term but like uh so along those lines right yeah yeah it's 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 a lot like that okay so it's yeah winnie the pooh and tigger and eeyore and Rabbit and an owl and piglet are are in the movie, but it's not really about them. It's called Christopher Robin. It's not mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. It's 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 Christopher Robin, and it's it's very much about Ewan McGregor's character and how he's coming to terms with the world as an adult and what he may have lost along the way. Yeah, and he turns in a pretty good performance. Uh, so does Haley Atwell. Uh, who's been known previously as uh, Peggy Carter in the Marvel yeah. Universe. So there, there's some good performances, and I, I enjoyed the story. Um, you mentioned before we, we started recording that you thought it m- might end up being too cute. I didn't feel that at all from it. There, there, was, there was some cute to it, but it was mm-hmm. not uncalled for. It would need to be because it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was, it was well-measured. In its cuteness, <laughs> well measured in its cuteness, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I uh, did you ever see a movie called Drop Dead Fred? Uh, no, I I have not. So it has a, a plot about I can't remember who. I want to say it's Phoebe Cates um, from Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Gremlins. Like I think it's Phoebe Cates. Like she goes back, she, she goes back home. She's she's older, and suddenly she's seeing her imaginary friend again, who is who is Drop Dead Fred, and. 
And I'm wondering if I would get similar kind of vibes from that. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah. And, and that was another movie that I think when I would, I mean, it's silly, but like when I saw that when I was older, I got different stuff out of it than when I saw it when I was a kid, because it came out when I was a kid. So that, that might be what's sort of going on with this. Not like, they're vastly different universes, I would say. Drop Dead <laughs> Fred is like kind of a silly movie that maybe you watched on VHS when you were like eight and thought was fun and then have since been like, why did I think that was a good movie? Um, <laughs> but okay. Um, I saw, so I'll explain why I feel bad for Adam driver. Um, it's because <laughs> he has to look the same in every movie. So I saw him in black Klansman, which, um, which is probably the best movie I've seen this summer. Um, like at least like, like, and I mean that from like a best made best, like well-made really good film, like probably the best movie I've seen this summer. Um, but the thing is, like, because of Star Wars, Adam Driver has to look the same in everything. <laughs> so his, uh, the way he looks in Black Klansman looks very similar to the way he looks in in uh, Logan Lucky and very, very similar to the way he looked in Silence because um, he has to have the Kylo Ren hair. Uh, basically, he can grow <laughs> yeah. facial hair and that's it, um, which kind of sucks because he's a really good actor and you can he's really good at disappearing into the role and you forget that he's Kylo Ren, but you can't help but think it every time you first see him. Like when you first, ah, oh, there's Kylo Ren. Well, I, uh, I got good news for you. Yeah. He's only on the hook for one more. I know, he's only on the hook for one more so he can cut his hair and do something else with his life. Um, <laughs> I feel for him. Anyway, so it, so Black Klansman is actually a very good movie. Um, it is a little, I'll admit, it's a little heavy-handed. I totally kind of get where Spike Lee is coming from with his heavy-handedness. I was watching the movie in the theater. I'm like, this is an odd choice to make. I see why he made that choice. Um, <laughs> like, I, it, it's, a, it's a heavy-handedness that I really understand. And a part of me is hopeful that its heavy-handedness will seem dated in the future. That is what I'm hoping for, but we'll see what happens. Nonetheless, um, it's a very well-made film. It's probably the best movie Spike Lee has made since um, since it, it's at least Malcolm X, if not Do the Right Thing. I don't know. And, and there's, he's made other movies that I like, like Inside Man and Jungle Fever. Um, but this is better than those, I would still say. That was very good, worth checking out. Might be the movie that all Americans should see this year. Tim and I talk about that during our Oscar stuff about like the... I got the idea from your mom, but uh, like... Lincoln yeah. and uh, uh, Lincoln and The Post were like the movies that hidden figures are like the movies that every American should see that year. This might be it, um, albeit a less pleasant movie, but this might be that. Yeah, there there are still those sometimes. I mean, you, you go back, mm-hmm. you know, twenty years or so, you, you start talking about movies like Schindler's List. That exactly, yeah. This is not a pleasant movie, but but required viewing, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I get where you're coming from there, um, yeah. and that's that. That is one that I'm interested in, but I haven't got around to seeing. So it's it's on my list. Yeah, and uh, what else did you see? So switching gears a bit from my previous, um, I have also seen the Happy Time Murders, and I'm bummed that I missed it because it was only in the theater for one week, um, <laughs> and it was it was there the week that I was busy. It was very annoying. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the long ingestation, hard yeah. R buddy cop neo noir crime thriller with puppets. Well, like uh, this has been on my radar for like ten years. I feel yeah, like it's 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 about how long the idea has been bouncing around, and yeah. really only within the last year or so have had they 
managed to secure funding and and get people attached to to star and produce in it. And now this is a movie that's out there in the world. There are you know, others who've who've seen it and and talked about it. Um, you know, some of the bigger Muppet fans in in podcasting over at um, you know Muppet Hub. They they they've done their show. Their Muppet thoughts Hub. are out there on on that. Yeah, I agree with a lot of their criticisms. They're they're all valid things to say. Mm-hmm. It's, this this is not a great movie. <laughs> it's it's really not. But it's getting savaged by you know professional critics, people who are getting paid to this. Reminder: mm-hmm. we're amateurs. We don't get paid for this. Yeah, we're <laughs> amateurs. Yeah. Um, and I really don't think it deserves all of that. You know, yeah, there's there's lots of extremely crude and stupid humor in it. Mm-hmm. What did you expect? Yeah. Well, I think part of the thing is like, I do remember doing the gestation of this, that they were, there was, I, I feel like I remember a time when it was going to be more neo-noir and possibly have Jamie Foxx in it, like a post-collateral yeah. Jamie Foxx kind of thing. Like it was still going to be funny. But it was, it was going to lean a little more into the, 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 the neo-noir detective yeah. kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's still here for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the buddy cop aspect, but... Yeah, the trailers make it look like that's not there, so I was... It, it is, but it's it's a lot more humorous, and I think part of that is probably due to Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. who apparently, you know, only heard about this project, you know, hurt herself you know, a year or so ago, and said yeah. this was a thing that she wanted to do, so... You know, she put some money into it and, and is a producer as well as oh, starring crazy. in it. So that's that's kind of how this finally got off the ground. Mm-hmm. And sure, all all the puppeteering is fantastic. These these are yeah. you know the a, a lot of the the Muppet performers. You know these are not the capital M Muppets. No, but, no, it is Brian Henson, yeah, Jim's son. Yeah, yeah. Who who directed it? Um, and you know, also directed. Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. He's, you know, some other stuff since. This is not Disney. This is the Jim Henson Company under yeah. their Henson Alternative brand. So you get uh, Bill Beretta, who does characters like uh, Bobo the Bear and Johnny Fiamma. I, I, I forget who all else, you know. Would, Which was would... Johnny Fiamma. I know Bobo the Bear. Bobo the Bear is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Fiamma is, is, is the, you know, sort of cliche you know, pinstripe suit italian oh, that singer guy, okay, singer okay, guy okay. from from the one who's obsessed with tony bennett right yeah yeah, yeah okay, and, okay. and and has uh, his his sidekick sal the monkey right yeah okay i yeah, remember now yeah okay cool so he 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 does the puppet lead who is is really the the main protagonist in in this in this movie and it's it's a it's a great performance it's 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 totally credible. You you buy into the world. Maybe the world building's a little too much. Maybe I wasn't yeah. bothered by it. I I thought it was just enough. Well, how about you like stack it with like a okay? These are vastly different movies, but they have similar things going on. Um, how would you like put it in like uh, in relationship to like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And yeah, it's, and it's noir qualities. Maybe it's it's gonna draw that comparison. It's inevitable. Roger yeah. Rabbit is hands down a better movie oh, yeah, overall. Doubt, yeah. yeah, Roger Rabbit might be in my like my top ten best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, like, and you can go back and listen to our show on that too. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much in the same vein. If if you took that and did a much more hard R 
yeah. sort of bent to it. Violence, eh, not so much. The other stuff, boy howdy. Yeah, there's there's loads of it, and it's it's astonishing, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> basically, the the germ of it is that yeah, in between takes, so you know stuff that that's never been on camera, never really captured. You know, all all the Muppet performers, you know, they're they're joking around with each other, you know, in mm-hmm. in character with the puppets because you, know, you gotta gotta maintain character, you know, still still doing your thing. But a lot of the humor is really, really blue. It's like, these are family-friendly projects. You can't do that. So, well, yeah. is there an outlet for that? Because this is funny stuff. We're making ourselves laugh. Yep. There's a, it reminds me of, there's this movie that Rob Zombie made called um, The Haunted World of El Superbisto, which actually ended up being, which is very crude, very, very juvenile, very, <laughs> very, uh, very lot of, 13-year-old sex humor, but it's drawn by people from Disney because they always have to do these, like, nice, family-friendly things that they wanted an outlet to do something crude. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> so this this is very, very much that. Yeah. And, yeah, like I say, it's it's not a great movie, but mm-hmm. I didn't hate it either. And yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of people are saying how terrible it is. I, I don't think it's deserving of all of that. But I'd, I'd still only give it about a C plus. I have no real desire yeah. to, to see it again. Will it become yeah. a, a cult classic in the future? Mm. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't even think Meet the Feebles is that much of a cult classic. That would, that's Peter Jackson's insane puppet movie. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's another movie that people are like, uh, that feel very similar about. I mean, the movie's okay. I mean, like, from uh, I haven't seen all of it. I don't remember being like, feeling like, particularly bad about it or like against it or anything but i don't know people are weird about puppets yeah yeah Uh, happy time murders it sure was a movie i like that um a movie that i saw that i really like that tim didn't get the chance to um, but i really think he should is um sorry to bother you it's kind of a hard movie to classify um back when i used to work at a video store and i would have to decide where i would put this movie i think i would actually end up shelving it in the science fiction section because it has uh, it re- it works in a way that a lot of science fiction store like short stories work with its it has a lot of allegory going on but it's also kind of a comedy movie at the same time you're going to get a lot of similarities to the mike judge movie idiocracy terry cruz is even in it <laughs> and anyway so that it's it's hard not to see that but there's also a lot of really interesting social commentary being done in the way that most science fiction stories are played out so that's that was something that i really enjoyed about it um it's not like hard sci-fi it's not there's not robots walking around if that's what you're concerned about it, i wouldn't even call robots necessarily hard sci-fi but it, you, you know what i mean like it's not like it's not up there with like ex machina but it's you know it's a it's still thinking and chewing on some ideas that i find pretty interesting it, it looks at the corporate world it looks at race of course it looks at a lot of things and it does it in a very interesting lens um it's also very funny i think it is it would be a strong contender for original screenplay when award season rolls around uh, but yeah so that, totally recommend it if you're if you're into that kind of thing it's, it's the kind of thing i would go so far as like if you're a science fiction if you care about science fiction this is the kind of movie you should try to go see and try to support so. yeah and i i you're right i haven't seen this i do want to i've missed it partly because it didn't play very long here where i am it came mm-hmm. back briefly for you know like three four days but it only had one show time and it was late at night and it's, yeah it's, it's the middle of the week 
as we mentioned, we're amateurs. I have a day yep. job. It's, yeah, no, I can't can't do it. So yep. it's it's still on my radar. I, I have seen the trailer once or twice in front of other things. I thought it looked interesting, and I a lot of the you know, conceptual stuff that that you talked about, you know, semi sci-fi. I didn't get that out of the trailer at all. So now I'm even more intrigued. Well, I didn't like I didn't really know about the 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 semi science fiction of it in, uh, until I was just like seeing what time it was being it was playing in one of the local newspaper things and like you know an alternate universe version of the United States is like was the first line and I, and I didn't really read the rest of the review because I didn't want to you know spoiled in any way and I thought oh am I oh is this oh. So that that was when I first got kind of clued in on that. So so what else have we got? Yeah, what else have we got? I saw Crazy Rich Asians, which I really liked. Um, I thought that was really fun. I don't know if it's a movie that is that different from other romantic comedies that people have seen. If you've seen a like, if you've seen an Asian like Chinese market romantic comedy, there's a lot of similarities with with, with that. Not 100 percent the same, of course, but there's similar. It's not like uh, what's the Oh, it's, it's not like Shall We Dance. That's like a really popular one that made it out here. And they got remade as a Richard Gere movie. So everyone forgets that <laughs> it's from somewhere else. Yeah. It's not quite like that. But it's uh, it's still got the normal romantic comedy kind of notes. and But it, it's done in a really interesting manner. Because I, I kept thinking of my big fat Greek wedding. Because culture is such an important part of that movie as well. But it's from the insider's perspective. Seeing how the outsider is going to deal with the situation. But this one's from the outsider's perspective. And I think that's actually what makes it, you know, kind of remarkable and interesting. It's totally worth seeing. It's very funny, very nice. I thought it was really good. Um, and Aquafina from Ocean's Eight was in it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, still on my list. I I haven't seen it. I've I've heard good things. I'm not expecting the world, but it could be could be entertaining. So, yeah, I, I mean, we've 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 talked at some length about this as well. It's, we go see all kinds of movies. Okay, so I'm not necessarily as big on, you know, rom-coms just in general, but mm-hmm. I still like a good one. Yep. Like like with any other genre, there's a lot of them out there. It's like, this is run-of-the-mill mediocrity. I've seen, yep. seen this one Every a million movie. times. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm a little standoffish of those, more for that reason than anything else. This one mm-hmm. it looks like it might be something a little different and and still be entertaining. So it is. I I, I recommend it. All right. Was there anything else that you saw this summer that you think uh, worth mentioning? I mean, you did go see two thousand one. You saw part I, of that. I, so. I, I I did. I did. I got to see two thousand one in a, a digital IMAX presentation, which is making the rounds right now. Yeah, so. and and it it was pristine and looked absolutely fantastic. I I think there may have been some. Subtle adjustments to uh, to the sound mix, uh, considering the movie came out in 1967. There there was some stuff I I think I noticed going yeah. on with the sound in the theater, but I can't be a hundred percent sure. That they did have some stuff like that in 67, but it was not the surround that were that we're familiar with. Right. So. Yeah. I ha- having never seen it in that kind of a setting before with you know a a, a big full sound system. I'm not sure if this was a new thing or if this is something that had always been there and I just had never heard watching it on a on a television mm-hmm. screen. It was the the visual tour de force that it has always been 
still feels a very long movie. Uh, they actually played it with an intermission in the middle. I think the the first time I got the movie, it had it had the intermission in it. Still on one VHS tape, if I remember correctly. But, but there's it, still the intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just picked up right there with the House of Wax. With uh, Vincent Price has one too for some reason, despite being an <laughs> 85 minute movie. Oh boy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. It was 3D, so I think it was just to give the projectionists a break. But no, they 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 played this in the theater with with the intermission. They they actually you know, stop stop projection. They did not bring up the house lights during, which may have been an oversight and may not. But it, there was nothing on the screen. You could tell the projector was was not actually shooting light onto mm-hmm. <laughs> onto the material at that point. Yeah. Um, but that that was a fun experience, and I that that is something I, I do kind of look for. You know, it's it's neat to see some of these these older films still kind of making the rounds here and there, usually for a, an anniversary. This one's a little different. Just yeah, you know, it's it's not you know, a, a round number anniversary year or anything. But there there is this new clean print from something very close to the original negative. I I don't know how exactly what point in the process this this came from but yeah and christopher nolan supervised it and it, it looks great recommend it if uh if you can it's uh it was it was playing out here with me but it sold out so <laughs> uh it's uh yeah i don't know i think the, it's important to see older movies in the theater sometimes too because you don't you don't necessarily get that chance all the time it, especially if it's a movie that you really like it's really fun to see things big um i remember the first time i saw blue velvet uh, in the cinema, and I had seen that movie so many times, but when I finally saw it in a, in a cinema, things were so much bigger, I noticed so many details I'd never noticed before. Like, that one character had an earring that I just had never seen, like, for, for, for one example. Um, the One time I saw Ghostbusters, like, I saw Ghostbusters twice in the cinema in one day. Uh, mm, uh, <laughs> 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 favorite movie. But there were things about that that I didn't even notice before, having watched it, you know, all my life, so... I think it's a cool experience to be able to see something that you're familiar with. Yeah, I I agree, uh, and so, yeah, I, I I watch for those and and now and then get some. So, what do we got coming up? We've got uh, before too long. It'll it'll be full holiday movie season, not yeah. quite yet, but but soon. So and somehow we've still got three comic book superhero sort of movies coming out this year. Yes, we got Aquaman, Venom, and. Uh, the other one? There's there's uh, the the animated Spider-Man movie oh, right. yeah, into yeah. the Spider-Verse, in which there are a multitude of different Spider-Men and Spider-Women. Cool. So yeah, this 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 will be a a first big screen outing for uh, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. um, and several other versions of of Spider-Man characters, you know, alternates, and should be all sorts of fun shenanigans to be had with that one i i i saw a teaser some months back it looks interesting the uh, the art style is is a little different but yeah i, I didn't find it too off-putting so I'm, I'm i'm interested nice despite the fact that i have seen this trailer in front of everything i'm probably still going to go see a star is born i'm debating about whether or not i want to watch the other three before um, I've seen yeah. most of the Cooker version, uh, most of the Judy Garland one before, but I'm a busy guy and that's four movies. And one of, one of those movies is three hours long. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I don't know. 
but you know, I think that uh, I'm I'm at least interested. I'm not expecting it to like floor me. All it has to do is be better than the Barbara Streisand version, which I think it will be. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen that one, but my parents were like, "Yeah, that movie's not so great." Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the general consensus I've I've got too. I also haven't seen that version, mm-hmm. and and like you said, it's it's a lot of movies, and that's not even considering you know, some some of the the alternates that don't share the title but are basically the same the same story well george cooker made a movie called what price hollywood that's kind of the same story um and got actually he was he was actually offered to do the original star is born with janet gaynor but he said eh, nah i just kind of made this movie and then he ended up remaking it with judy garland like 20 years later so yeah <laughs> go figure go figure um <laughs> I mean, also singing in the rain, which which we've talked mm. about before. Yeah, um, there's similarities to that too. Except there's not as yeah. much um, downfall. There's not as much. Well, I've, if I've ever had a criticism about about uh, singing in the rain, is that it's too happy. But yeah, um, it's 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 pretty yeah. upbeat all through. Yeah, and uh, so it's, we yeah. we don't have as much. We don't have as much. We have rising star, not as much uh, fading star going on in that movie. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we have that we have that story a lot. It's true. We we do. Um, also, the artist from a few years back. Those those are kind of the the high points uh, from from where we sit right now. There are probably some that we're forgetting. We're still gonna keep seeing movies. We say it every time. It's still true. We're still going. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's the summer, folks. It was a summer. Yep. It was entertaining. What I saw was entertaining, and, so, and that's the most important thing. So that's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hit us up on, on social media. We're on Twitter at Dead Letter Movie, Instagram and Facebook at Dead Letter Movies. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.